welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood. And as a mindset coach, pilot in training, and visionary for hire, I hope this podcast gives you insights that not only impact your business and your personal life, but thus the world for the better. Welcome back to the Dare to Move podcast. Wow. I can't say that 2019 or 2020 or 2021's early pre-birth self wouldn't have been surprised I was here because my highest intention was, of course, to be podcasting. But there were so many moments in 2021 where it just wasn't in the cards. And obviously, if you are a loyal listener, you know that because I stopped. I stopped podcasting, I think, uh, mid-June or beginning of June. Uh, And then I didn't pick it up until, I want to say, October. Um, And then I didn't even have any episodes for December. And it feels powerful to me. It feels like the embodiment of being in the space of mothering and working and showing up for only what feels aligned. So I want to start this year by saying thank you to those who listened regardless of the inconsistency and thank you to those of you who have even messaged me to say that certain episodes, like I think the most recent message I've received um, was about um, timing and the timing episode, which is the last most recent podcast that I recorded. So thank you guys so much. I, I knew, you know, I felt called to show up and to record and I knew that that was because it was supposed someone out there needed it. And I'm glad I listened to my intuition. So today I am here because I'm so excited to just be releasing one a week and full transparency. You know, I feel like I'm the most honest and vulnerable and open with you guys. I share probably more here than I've ever shared on Instagram. So thank you for holding space for that. Um, I don't know what this year's going to hold for me. And that's hilarious, right? Because we never know. But what I mean is I am not even crystal clear about what... I will be doing, not because I don't know what I want, but because I've left a few things up to the universe. So I'm going to give you guys a quick update on some things I'm, some of my intentions, because this is the first episode of 2022. And then I'm going to share something I learned recently about resolutions. And then we're going to talk about polarity. My update will be short, I promise. And if you are feeling like you are stuck AF right now in your life, or confused about something, or worrying if you did the right or wrong thing, this episode is for you, so please stay tuned. Okay, so in 2021, I formally joined a company called Catalyze, which you guys have heard of Heard of if you're a loyal listener, and my intention was to be involved in early startups in some way, shape, or form, because I already do that as a coach, And I thought it was just aligned, right? I coach early stage entrepreneurs and consult for them. And why not do this for companies globally? Because the Catalyze was a global company, is a global company. I said was because the first iteration of it that was actually seven years old, literally dissolved overnight when I woke up from one of the major eclipses, June 9th of 2021. 
And if you guys know anything about eclipses, which maybe I should get into astrology this year, um, they literally just catapult things into your life or out of your life. <clears throat> Usually it's out of your life. And sometimes if there's a few things on your plate and you're not sure which one is going to be the one for you, the eclipse will decide for you. So I thought, oh my gosh, like this is over. Like I'm just, this wasn't meant to be. And I trust it because it happened on the eclipse. And then like the next day, I got an email from the former CEO that invited me to the new Catalyze. Basically there was a partner dissolution and he was starting a new version of it. One of the former partners, AKA the CEO. And so now I'm involved in long, long, long story short, after taking three pitches for Catalyze from various ventures, uh, one of them, moved into an assessment and they need human capital which is kind of what i signed up for and they might need a ceo so how exciting that i may be the ceo of a early tech startup that is based in the therapy and coaching space so more to come on that but it's contingent on raising money so if anyone is listening wants to invest or knows someone who wants to invest in an early stage startup that has to do with wellness and mental health which by the way i think the uh total available market is ginormous and there's a huge opportunity uh, message me because why not i'm open to all of um the universe's <laughs> abundance so that is sort of what's up in the air for me i know that more than anything i will continue to be a mom and work in a way that feels nourishing both to me my clients and of course most importantly declan so what's so cool for me is I have Jeff help me in the mornings from before, call it nine o'clock. And if I want to take a call early in the morning, I help have him help me sometimes at lunchtime. And then I have him help me after 4.30. So it's really like I go, you go. And then I also have a babysitter that comes over twice a week for probably 10 hours a week. And that will probably all change. So it's hilarious to me that I even am mentioning that. But it's been nourishing because I get to take walks with him. I get to wake up and be with him. I see him all day. It is the dream, I am living it, and I hope to only expand the love and nourishing energy that has been in our home around our work, our wealth, our well-being, and all of that. So that brings me to my word of the year. So to be frank, I did not share my word of the year, at least I don't remember sharing it on here. I only shared it with a small group of goddesses that I was in circle with on the Saturn, I don't know, it was a Saturn-Pluto conjunction? Saturn Capricorn, I'm totally forgetting the giant conjunction that happened December 21st, 2020, but I was in a small goddess ceremony and that's where I shared my word and it was invoke. It was invoke because I knew that I would have to invoke and call upon something bigger than me, aka the energy of the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, spirit, source, archangels, astrology, whatever you want, um, because I wouldn't have the energy to market, to put my voice out there aside from on this podcast and I had giant intentions, right? I had the intention of hilariously catalyzing something bigger in my life than just Crossroads of Fitness and the clients there because I had a yearning for it. And of course, then I become a mom and then I, my business grows. I met some amazing soul matched clients and I got the opportunity and the contract and the numbers I wanted to potentially be stepping in as CEO, again, contingent on the fundraising. So Invoke was very powerful, but here's the hilarious part. My word for this year is Anu or Anu. Um, I was gifted the same brand of perfume, but the name was A-H-N-U. So I was like, well, what's the etymology of this? What is <clears throat> What does this mean? It comes from the um, Irish goddess or Gaelic goddess 
Anu, A-N-U, and uh, she stands for, I think it's Harmony, Well-Being, Fertility. I'm just going to read this to you. Um, she was the mother goddess, which by the way, one of my other intentions is to be pregnant again. I don't even care about whether I'm pregnant on my wedding or not. I just like yearn to be pregnant again. Um, I don't say that lately, but I forgot to share that. Um, she was a mother goddess as well as the goddess of prosperity, death, and cattle. There are only a few references to her, but it is certain that she was influential in Britain, Ireland, and Europe during the Celtic era, which hilariously, I had this yearning to go to London right around the time I became pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant yet. And I recently went to London, which is, was a really incredible trip. Um, she was the nature goddess who was most associated with the spirituality of nature, as well as the agriculture with white horn bull being sacred to her. Worship of this goddess was thought to bring good harvest, so wealth, abundance. And by the way, in my astrology chart with what's going on with Venus in my second house, it is like money and value and... <laughs> It basically says, Garrett, you're going to make a lot of money this year, which is hilarious because last year my astrology transits basically said, Garrett, you're going to have a baby this year. So interesting. Um, and she's also associated with the wind, wisdom, fertility, and regeneration in nature um, as earth goddess. So I love this because um, a really big component of my own awakening was the wind. I had this fascination with the wind and paying attention to it and listening to it and where does the wind start and what propels the wind and how much like energy am I uh, absorbing from the wind. It's a long story about the wind, but if you read The Alchemist, um, I had had this moment with the wind before I started it and my first teacher, Christine Owenell, who I'm going to read something at the end of this podcast from her about polarity, which is really powerful. Um, I read The Alchemist and it kept talking about the wind. And it was just like wind, wind, wind. If you pull, if you open my copy, it's just highlighted, underlined, circled, wind, 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 wind. So anyway, she is thought to be associated with wealth and prosperity. So I just share this, guys, because nothing is insignificant. I'm gifted this perfume called Anew, and I was thought to maybe use that as my word for the year because of my word last year. And I you know, feel this. I actually have Irish lineage. I would love to be pregnant again. My astrology chart says wealth and abundance. So it's pretty neat. And if you want to take on any of that energy that feels aligned for you, I am, I am sharing it with you energetically. So thank you for listening to my intentions, my word of the year anew, and a little bit of background about where I've been and what's been up for me. So now we're going to go into polarity and it's really important for me to share this because <laughs> it's pretty much a foundational piece of any work, uh, self-growth, self-help, any guiding I do for my clients because it's where a lot of us get stuck, right? Um, so many of us, raise your hand, you know, shake your head, yes, chant, cheer on the treadmill if that's where you're listening to me right now, if you have once said, oh, well, the reality is, or it's this or that and nothing else, or I'm stuck with this, or or you've said, what's the right decision? Or if you've said, they're good, I'm bad, or I'm good, they're bad, or any other version of that. Really, any of the energy of or. So I could do this, or I could do that. It's motherhood or work. It's wealth or service. It's 
love or money, right? And you feel like you're faced with this vast division, this episode is for you. So right before I sat down to record this, I learned something interesting. Um, One of the many people I I tune into is Elizabeth April, and she was talking about the numerology behind 222. Two is a number of duality, which can also be aligned, not aligned, um, synonymous with polarity sometimes, right? Because it's light or dark, black or white, good or bad. There's two sides to the coin, right? And that's, well, two sides of the coin is two-dimensional, um, but we, you know, believe that we're all living a three-dimensional life, right? Like in front of me, I see a chair and I know that that chair has depth to it and it has height and it has width. So she's talking about the year of 2022 and how it is about duality and seeing both sides and trying to integrate both in the and space, or at least that's how I took it. She actually didn't say those precise words. She just talked about duality and how we've been in a polarized space. And so something will come to a head ideally so that we can step out of that or and or we all have the opportunity to rise above it. So today we're going to talk about what does that mean and Obviously, I'm sure if you're tuning into this, you know what I mean by polarity and the polarized nature of our collective, right? Vaccinated, unvaccinated, Democrat, Republican. Um, God, it's, I don't even want to go there. So I'm just, I'm just going to stop with those examples. Um, but there is duality. And in order to embrace the duality, we have to be in our body and open to experiencing it all. So it's interesting because another um, uh, teacher that I follow was talking about how 2022 is the year of embodiment. It's the year of really being here in our bodies, being here on the planet. Really, I notice myself, my new key to myself is when I feel myself shallow breathing, I notice there's somewhere in my body that is in fear that doesn't feel safe to be all the way here because you and I both know that when we take a big deep breath, let's do it right now, deep into our bellies, it pulls us down here, right? It pulls us into our body, in onto the planet. When we're like, (laughs) if you do that shallow breath, it pulls you up into your head, right? And what is our head? It's the farthest thing in our, you know, that we're attached to from the ground. So it's all about being grounded and being able, willing, and open to experiencing the duality that is here, the polarization that is here. So I want to start off with explaining kind of like a little bit more about how I see polarity. So the way I see polarity is that you're faced with two options, and I see it as 3D living, where you kind of just feel like the world is what I see in front of me. It is what I can touch, feel, and sense with the five senses, I believe that there are like, you know, way more than just five senses. And the example I always give on this podcast is if you close your eyes and you sit in a room in the dark and I walk in without, and you have uh, noise canceling headphones on, you could feel my energy if I was standing right in front of you. You would just know without hearing me, without seeing me, and without touching me or smelling me, or tasting me, if that was possible, um, that I was there, right? So those are the six, that's our kind of sixth sense. But, you know, we have clear audience, we have clairvoyance, we have clairsentience, all these other senses. Um, but nevertheless, three-dimensional living is like, well, the reality is the reality, and it's my way, and that is it. And what I see is truth, and by all means, you have 
the, <laughs> I don't like the word right, you have the sovereignty to your truth at any moment. You get to choose what you believe at any moment. Think about that. But, and I should say, <laughs> there's another way. There's four-dimensional living and there's five-dimensional living. And that's when we start to, I'm just going to give you a much abbreviated version because I am not Elizabeth April or any of the other teachers that I talk or that I listen to who talk about 40 and 5D. 40 is like there's another and, 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 and 5D. They both embrace the and. So there can be light and dark. There can be um, good and good <laughs> and bad, not the or. And part of escaping polarity, here's the major key, we're 16 minutes in, is sovereignty, is going within and choosing for yourself and believing in something bigger than you and not what's right in front of you. So when I think of 3D polarity, I think of, you know, my reality right now is I'm sitting in New Hampshire, I'm sitting in my office, I see, um, like, there's no tiger, proverbial tiger in my room, there's my office, there's no bad guys, um, there's no celebrities, it's literally just furniture and me and some stuff, but I know that there are other things out there, I know that there are like beaches and mountains, and I know that other things exist, and I know that I get to choose how I'm living my life at any moment, even though my reality is what's right here. I believe that anything is possible. And I'm sorry my my explanation is not uh, it's not tracking the way I want it to. But when you think 3D polarity, we think good, bad, white, black, right, wrong. And here's why it's foundational for my clients. My clients are always asking me, what's the right decision? I don't know if I'm making the right decision. I don't know if this is good. I don't know if it's this or that. Should I do this or that? And they're constantly looking to the external reality, right? I just described my external reality in this moment, which by the way, is all a reflection of me from the furniture to the location, to the energy, to the colors, to the books on my shelves. They are looking at their external reality, which by the way, they might feel disempowered by. They might feel like they couldn't choose it. They got stuck in this apartment. They got stuck with these parents. They got victimized by this boss. You know, we, we do always choose where we are. We just sometimes don't realize it. And they're looking externally to decide what they should decide <laughs> internally. So be like, well, I have to decide whether or not to do blank because I want my boss to not judge me. Or, or, do you guys notice how I'm highlighting the word or, this or that? You always have the ability to brace, embrace the and. So you can go internally and say, I could do this and I could do that and what do I want to choose getting out of polarity I'm going to say this very I don't know highlightedly it's not a word but in 19 minutes in here um getting out of polarity is to embrace the sovereignty you have and the power of choice by going within to embrace the the <laughs> to get out of polarity is to embrace the sovereignty you have and choose whatever you'd like I know those weren't the exact same sentence but you get the vibe so one example that I've actually have shared on this podcast before was from one of my teachers Alexandra who in front of a massive group of people said 
hey, Lindsay, to this student in the class, do you want chocolate or vanilla ice cream? And she said, uh, chocolate. And, like, she didn't know what the right answer was. Key, right. And she's like, try again. Or she goes, why? And she goes, uh, because I like it. She's like, or she goes, because it reminds me of my grandpa. She's like, Lindsay, vanilla or chocolate ice cream? She's like, uh, vanilla. She's like, why? Because it's refreshing, right? So she's, she, they go back and forth forever, and she's trying to qualify her answers, like prove that they are right. And so finally, she goes to her assistant, you know, Sarah, chocolate or vanilla? And she goes, chocolate. She's like, why? She goes, because I choose it. Simply because we choose it. So we get out of polarity by choosing what it is that we truly desire and knowing that whatever we choose doesn't have to be right or wrong in anyone's eyes in our external reality or by governmental standards or it, there's no, there's no, I don't know, the universe doesn't have um, like a, I don't want to say morality. Um, there's, there, there's no one's judging you, right? You are the only one judging you. If someone else is having internal judgmental thoughts, that's on them, not you. So when we're stuck, when we feel like we don't know what to do, ask yourself, is it because I'm considering a right or a wrong? There's only the best option for you and the lesser of best options for you. Notice how I said and. So it's like, I could move to Chicago and I could also move to Boston and which one am I gonna choose, right? Not like I could move to Chicago or Boston and I don't know what one's right or wrong or what job to take. And it's a lot of this I don't know stuff. And I encourage everyone not to skip over the I don't know and make rash decisions. But remember that you always do know. It just takes a hell of a lot of courage to go within and say, okay, I know the answer. I know I know. And you might know that you don't know right now. That's actually called gnosis. <laughs> There's something I know that I don't know. And I will know it. And I will pause until the decision I make is sovereignty, sovereignly right. So if you haven't, if the external internal piece hasn't landed for you, you yet, I have two podcasts. The first one is called Internal Versus External. The second one is called Internal Versus External Part Two. <laughs> and it's all about how our external reality is a product of our internal state. So I've never looked at someone's exterior of their house the same, right? When I see someone that has flowers on a bench next to their front porch, I'm like, oh, that is an expression of their soul. Like what we do with stuff in our external is all an expression of our internal, right? From our creative consciousness, from our heart, from our brilliant mind. It's all stuff that comes from within us that makes us happy. So if you're finding yourself living in a home that's not decorated the way you actually like or living a, a lifestyle or a job life that you don't desire, ask yourself, did I choose this based on what someone else was doing versus going within and tuning into what I know is for my highest and best self? Okay, so we're on a little tangent about, you know, going within, but, and when we 
want to escape polarity, we have to go within. That is where we find our sovereignty. And some of this comes back to morality. There is this idea that we all have a moral compass, right? Moral compass being good, bad, right, wrong. And it's not quote unquote wrong to think of it that way. But I contend that it's more about what we each sovereignly believe in. So I choose to believe in astrology and God and the universe. And if my friend believes in something else because she sovereignly believes in it, just because I respect her. To me, that is the morality. Versus saying, well, I am morally higher than you because I believe in God and you can't do that, this or that. It has to be, you know, it has to be one or the other. It can't be both. So there's this big embrace of the and. I can be wealthy and be of service. I can or I am wealthy and I am in service. I am a mother and I am working. So that's another big one I've noticed is for any of you who are who are confused on like how do I do work and be a mom or how do I do this or that really think about how can I build an and in there in whatever you are feeling challenged by or stuck between right this two these dual sides we're going to be faced with it a lot in 22 from every astrologer every psychic every teacher i have there is going to be more they have shared there is going to be more polarity this year and you can get stuck in good or bad right or wrong boosted not boosted whatever and and there's a lot of stress there right there's a lot of anger there's a lot of angst there's a lot of i'm worrying about the other if we go within and say and I don't know. I'm not boosted, but I'm going to, sorry, that was my bra strap. Um, I could go within and, and this is true. I'm not boosted and I don't want to get boosted, but I say, I am not boosted and I respect and love everybody who is. And why? <laughs> if there needed to be one, which there doesn't, because that is their sovereign choice. And I have friends who are not vaccinated and I love them because I am escaping the polarity. What When we are, this may be a bold statement, when we are stuck in the polarity, stuck in the argument, stuck in the this or that, good or bad, right or wrong, black or white, I'm failing or I'm achieving if I'm doing this or that, right? It's because we're not in our sovereignty. Because if we were in our sovereignty, we would respect someone else in their sovereignty. And getting stuck in the 3D polarity is very uncomfortable. So there's this level of multidimensionality by going 4D and embracing the and and going 5D and believing in something bigger and higher than all of us in this diverse universe that we live in. Okay, so I hope this is helping you. I'm now going to read something that, full disclosure, I have not read yet. I have only read the first, call it four sentences, or four words, five words, six words, and it is from my former coach, Christine, and it's set, she's doing this seven days of talking about alchemy. Her day one post was amazing. I highly recommend going to use it. She also 
full disclosure, has been a guest on this podcast. So search Christine O'Neill and you'll find her on here. I'm going to read this. It might take me a minute, but let's do it. Um, okay. The principle of polarity. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Keyword pair, number two, like I said. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. All truths are but half truths, right? Because I can have my truth and you can have your truth. And if you're looking at the whole picture, maybe they're half truths. The principle of polarity invites us to question the truth of opposites. The truth of opposites. Your truth, my truth can both exist, right? I'm giving my own commentary, if you hadn't noticed. Uh, consider that most pairs of opposites that you could come up with are varying designations on the same continuum, which you could then argue makes them the same. I can't wait to share my experience with this. A few examples, hot and cold. Cold is just the absence of heat, and they're both temperature. Love and hate, these are both ways of judging a relationship towards something. A billionaire and a pauper, both are experiencing money to varying degrees. Creation and destruction. Both must happen in order for new life to emerge, so these different junctures of the cycle of life. One of the many reasons alchemy has been holding my undivided attention the last couple years is because when we can learn to perceive the world as a series of continuums, we can connect unexpected dots and kind of see through the matrix like Neo sees the little green numbers. When I can see beyond what presents as opposition, I can more easily find enough common ground to begin. A key foundation of alchemy is the ability to transmute your experiences or rather your perceptions at will. So what she's saying here, and there's more to it, but I'm going to pause for a second, is that one way you could think about getting out of the polarity besides feeling very confident in your decision and respecting the other um, is that we can alchemize, call it the opposition out of the way by looking at it from a different perception, which takes a lot of courage. The polarities I create, she says, usually experienced as limits, how interesting, serve to show me where the next growth edge is. And as I approach the edge, get closer to it and meet it, it dissolves, right? So when we go into polarity sometimes, when we see it as something that is activating us, or I'm now commentating, uh, triggering us, and we ask us why, that's going within, right, like we were talking about, then it may dissolve just by putting our attention on the discomfort. She goes, I believe that if humans are willing to turn towards those borders, to chase the poles until they meet, to invite what feels foreign, they can metabolize what's real, then discern what's true. And I say, I would add for them. The foreign calls us, and so we often reject it. Because to welcome what is foreign and let it move you is to set fire to what is known. So this is another way of saying, maybe we do look at the other's perception in order to not see it as other or um, opposite or wrong. To know that there's truth, their truth is their truth too. It's sort of the mechanism by which what we were talking about, that everybody's truth is their truth. Their reality is their reality. And I believe, I'm still talking as Garrett, uh, the universal solvent is love, highest vibration. So when we can love their perception to life, we can love them 
and be who we are. So she said, I've discovered that if I'm clinging to linearity and certainty, it usually means I'm missing the point. Everything worthwhile happens outside the lines. Polarity is necessary to provide perspective, to find a line, and to eventually move beyond it. So I will share, like I said, I hadn't read this yet. And to me, that's a different take on polarity. It's a take on polarity as opposites and duality that exists within her uh, school of thought around alchemy. She is an alchemist and she has a podcast called The Alchemy of Chaos. And I absolutely love learning from her. What I'm talking about is a little bit more of the stress around right, wrong, good, bad that we experience. And, And she does a great job of explaining how we can love someone to life or merge different perceptions into something completely new and whole. And that's quantum, by the way, which is alchemy. Um, So one thing that just came to mind when she was talking about that was, and I hope this helps somebody listening, and I'll close with this, was my teacher, my most recent teacher, Alexandra, Christine was also my teacher, um, had an exercise called escaping the polarity. And essentially what it was, was you write down something about someone or you write down someone that you are just like completely at odds with they are the complete other the complete opposite just things that are like ugh about them so at the time i was healing my father wound and i wrote down my dad and i wrote down all of his negative qualities (laughs) the other the quote unquote bad like she said the things that make me uncomfortable to really lean into and then I wrote down all the really good things then I had to take the good things and share how I embody them which was like fun and exciting oh yeah I I do that like him and I'm good at that like him and then I had to share where I'm not good at the things he's good at and then the awful part was I had to take all those things that I absolutely cannot stand about him or couldn't because now they don't bother me and say where I do it too. And that was collapsing the polarity because it was for me to be able to see that I have those same truths within me. And that is why I get activated by him and (laughs) because it's something that is within me. So, you know, as Christine's saying, look at the other, look at the external to see where we might be opposites, lean into that opposite and sit in that opposite for your own perception to shift and alchemize into something that is new and whole. That's how I take her words. And I am saying that sometimes when we're stuck between right or wrong, good or bad, this or that, we kind of have to start with what we're claiming to and, and the sovereignty around it. Because when you're truly in your own sovereignty of I choose it, And you're so, I don't want to say obsessed, so clear on what it is you're intending. The other doesn't really matter if you're truly going from within. But if you're looking at the world and you're perceiving good, bad, right, wrong in that three-dimensional reality, then you're always going to be faced with, am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? And ultimately, whatever's right is what you choose, which is... A lot of my clients get stressed out by that because they've never realized how much power they really have. And if we talk about what Christine's talking about, if we look at what Christine's talking about, I mean, alchemy is the the ultimate power, right? To transmute and transform anything. 
So I don't want to be too long-winded here because this is a lot, but I want you to really look at what areas of your life you are stuck in this or that, right or wrong, good or bad. And it doesn't mean that you don't have choices to make, right? It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times where you're confronted with decisions that are hard. It just means, one, go within first to see what you deep down your higher self really knows about this decision. And remember, there's always an and. You can have both. You can integrate both. And part of remembering the both, as Christine would say, is looking at the other's perspective and seeing the whole continuum and the wholeness of the possibility versus this or that. Embrace the and, know that you are not stuck, and know that you know the answers. You don't need someone to tell you (laughs) what the answers are. So I hope you're still listening and that this has been helpful, powerful, guiding for you. And I want to say once again, thank you so much for listening. This episode feels potent for me. I hope for you as we kick off this new year. I wish you all so much love and powerful, surrendered intentionality for this year. And I hope you come back next week to tune in. All right, as always, dare to move.